are listening to the From Scratch Body. I'm Liv Austin and I believe that anyone can cook. Since being diagnosed with endometriosis, I have been on a journey to find out what food makes me feel great. By cooking my meals from scratch, not only have I started feeling much better, I've also fallen in love with cooking completely. So every week we explore a new topic that can help us feel better and become better cooks and then I share a recipe with you so you can cook along with me if you want. You can always find the recipes and the transcripts from the podcast on my website, thefromscratchbody.com. Welcome back to The From Scratch Body. I'm Liv Austin. Thank you for listening. Today we are talking about naughty food and I'm going to tell you that you should make some naughty food. Can you believe it? Here is why it's good to sometimes make some naughty food. We all get cravings every now and then. Some people are utter sweet tooths, sweet teeth, and can't stop themselves if there is cake, chocolate, ice cream. Others love those salty snacks way too much. That would be me. I'm sure there are figures online that can tell you how much money people spend around the world every year on ready-made desserts. I mean, in the UK, where I live, there are entire aisles devoted to it. Puddings, cakes, brownies, cookies... And if you have to go around the shops after work and you're starting to get snacky, it's very hard to turn away from all that. I don't think you need to stop yourself from having anything that's less than perfect for your body all the time. It can handle a bit of sugar, a bit of butter, a bit of salt. The problem when we buy things ready-made is we don't know exactly how much there is of each ingredient. Okay, it will have nutrition info on the packaging, But can you really picture what all that means immediately? Like how much sugar that translates into in one slice of cake. And when you go to a restaurant, you don't even get any nutritional info. They don't need to take your health into account. The only thing they need to be concerned about is that you immediately find their gooey brownie delicious. And how do they do that? Tons of sugar, tons of butter. Do they get the most expensive, high-quality products to make their food with? Not necessarily, because they're also trying to make money. This is the big difference when you are cooking for yourself. You can make something nice and sweet with some sugar in it, but it will probably still be a lot less than what they would use in a restaurant. You also don't need to put preservatives in your food or desserts like they have to do for everything that needs to live on a shelf in the supermarket. When you cook at home and you see every single raw ingredient measured out in front of you, it becomes soberingly clear that this stuff will be going into your body. And this can lead to a lot of good decisions like, I know how much sugar is in this cake and so I will enjoy this one slice, but that's plenty. With some recipes, if you make them again and again, you can even experiment with cutting down on the sugar every time and see if the consistency and taste is still pretty much the same. You can invest in better sugar, like unrefined muscovado sugar or coconut sugar. It's still sugar, don't get me wrong, it's not great for you, but it has a tad more nutritious value. And maybe try out margarine for certain recipes to replace butter. Some sweet recipes might only need a tiny bit of quality syrup or honey, and it's plenty sweet enough. Another thing that I find that happens when you make food and desserts at home is that you respect it much more because of the work that's gone into it. 
A cheap pack of 20 cookies can go quickly if you've had a bad day, but if you spend over an hour making gorgeous homemade cookies, you're more likely to save some for the rest of the week, and you might even want to give some away to a neighbour. If you have a certain sweet favourite from growing up that you still find yourself buying out of habit, ask yourself, can I make a version of this at home? I asked myself this with a certain world-famous hazelnut chocolate spread that I love. Hazelnuts, man, they're just so good. And I did. I've made it several times, and every time I make it with less sugar and more hazelnuts. It's actually not so bad in the end. I don't let myself have it every single day because I know it contains quite a bit of sugar still, but I trust my own ingredients more than I do those of a huge global brand who make their spread in big factories. So this week I am going to tell you how to do my homemade hazelnut chocolate spread and I hope that you will enjoy it if you try to make it. Now what are some of your naughty favourites? Have you ever tried making them at home? Do you have a recipe that you've managed to change for the better for your body? Share your thoughts with me on Instagram. I'm at the From Scratch Body. I look forward to hearing from you. Now, let's make homemade hazelnut chocolate spread. Well, I'm very, very excited to share this with you. This is such a fun, gorgeous thing to make. It's very rewarding. Your kitchen will smell nice. You will feel accomplished when you realize your spread tastes better than the one you buy at the supermarket and everyone will love you. I'm not sure this gorgeous hazelnut chocolate spread should be legal. I love the organic hazelnuts I got from Hatton Hill. If you are in the UK, do check them out. I use dark cooking chocolate, but if you prefer milkier cooking chocolate, that would work too. Let me know how it was when you make it. So for your homemade hazelnut chocolate spread, this makes about one large jar. You need one and a half cups of hazelnuts. That's about 230 grams. One cup of icing sugar or powdered sugar. A third of a cup of unsweetened cocoa powder. Two tablespoons of coconut oil. You can also use canola oil. Half a teaspoon of vanilla extract, but you can skip this because it's going to be very sweet anyway. About half a teaspoon of salt and a quarter of a cup of chopped dark cooking chocolate. This is what you do. You preheat the oven to about 190 degrees Celsius. If you have a fan-assisted oven, 170 degrees will do. That's 375 degrees Fahrenheit, roughly. You line a large baking tray with baking paper and you place the hazelnuts on the paper. You roast them in the oven for about 15 minutes. Watch them closely as they can brown pretty fast. Every oven is different. Remove the roasted nuts from the oven and transfer onto a clean kitchen towel and let them cool down. When cooled, gently rub the nuts with the tea towel until the skin comes off. This is pretty fun and enjoy the gorgeous smell from the roasted nuts. You place the nuts in a food processor and you process the nuts until you get nut butter, basically. So this takes different amounts of time depending on what kind of food processor you have. You might have to go in there and scrape off the sides a bit, but be patient because it does take a while. It kind of pulverizes at first and then the oil from inside the nuts will make it into a natural butter. Then you add the icing sugar and cocoa to the hazelnut butter. Then you mix it really well until combined. Mix in the oil and vanilla if you're using vanilla. Process until you have a smooth, even mix. Add a bit of salt 
and process for another few seconds. Finally, you add the chopped cooking chocolate and you process it all until it comes together. If the mixture clumps up at this point, you can add a tiny bit more oil. And there you go. That's your hazelnut chocolate spread. It's so delicious. You can store it in a jar. You can even name your hazelnut spread something fancy. And you store it in the fridge for a month or so. It's so lovely on a slice of toast or with fluffy pancakes. You can definitely use less of the chocolate if you want to keep it a bit healthier. Hazelnut butter on its own is honestly so tasty, so you can't really go wrong here. I would love to hear and see how you got on with this. What did people in your house think of your homemade spread? Did you name yours? Share your recipe with me on Instagram and tag the From Scratch Body and use the hashtag the From Scratch Body so I don't miss it. See you next week. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Remember that you can always check out the recipe on my website, thefromscratchbody.com, if you want to have it in front of you when you're cooking. But be brave and make it your own too. Also check out my Instagram at thefromscratchbody and my YouTube channel, The From Scratch Body, for lots of food inspiration that you can totally recreate yourself. Remember, cook from scratch and your body will thank you. See you next week. 